I think we've all experienced nerves before having a difficult conversation. We usually build these conversations up in our minds to unravel into the worst case scenario. One of those moments where everyone says things that they immediately wish they could take back. The potential for emotion is intimidating, but the reality is that in the workplace, you will have to have challenging conversations and you will have to do them well. Welcome to our bonus episode of Managing Minds. I'm Anna McAfee, and today we're talking with Professor Michelle Tuckey from the University of South Australia about difficult conversations. In terms of thinking about difficult conversations in general, you know, bad news doesn't get better with time. So it's important to have conversations early um, and to respond to things early rather than letting them escalate. It's important to plan for the conversation, um, to check the evidence, um, to get some examples, think about who should be present, you know, so that what's what's going to be fair and appropriate here. Uh, but also think about how formal you want it to be. Sometimes if there are challenges in our team, like bullying or toxic behaviour, our instinct is to bring in HR straight away or a higher manager to back us up and take ourselves out of the equation. But starting informally can sometimes actually work better if you stay direct and upfront and clear in how you talk. This brings us to how to actually approach the conversation itself. Being specific, I think, is really important. So that's around the purpose of the conversation, the concrete examples of what it is that actually needs to be tackled. And the focus can go then as to how to, you know, stop those root causes. I think language is really important. Take care with um, what is said, but also how you say things offering some observations um, or some issues to on the table to work on together is going to be much better than accusations, for example. Often difficult conversations in management are about dealing with someone who has done something wrong. But it's crucial that you go into the conversation planning not only what to say, but how to hear the other person's story. We often presume we know what other people are thinking or experiencing, but make sure you ask. To the degree that you can, keep a curious mind and really wanting to learn what's going on in this situation rather than making assumptions or in needing to get to a solution too fast. Mindfulness can be really important too. So pausing to respond rather than react. And by doing that, that will help you manage your own emotions in the situation, but help you find empathy for the other person. When kind of closing the conversation out, I think You need to make the outcome really clear. What is it as a manager that you expect from here on? But work together on the solutions and you might need to actually identify supports such as training um, or coaching or additional resources that are needed to actually get there to make those changes Um, and back it up with changes in the work environment. So changes in the behaviour of a person are going to be best realised if you also change those work factors that are contributing to that behaviour as well. And then finally, I think time for questions and concerns to be raised so that when everyone leaves the room, you know, things are calm and stable and people are clear about what's going to happen next. It's one thing to be the person organising and leading a difficult conversation at work. What about if you're on the receiving end, if your behaviour or work ethic is being questioned? My number one tip would be the tip around pausing to respond rather than reacting. 
It's natural when we're facing difficult information that it might bring up all sorts of emotions for us, but emotions are like not likely to be helpful in actually getting to a solution. I think being open to find opportunities and challenges can be helpful rather than necessarily seeing what's happening as a threat or automatically leading to a bad outcome. Perhaps there's an opportunity to work collaboratively um, on what a solution might be to actually improve your own situation. Vicky Carter is a registered psychologist whose work focuses on leadership training. She sees two types of people in her work when it comes to challenging conversations. The people who will do anything to avoid them and those that jump in feet first whenever they can. So, uh, you know, why are you always late to work? Uh, it's got to stop versus, gosh, this person's always late to work. I really do need to speak to them, but I don't because it's uncomfortable and I know what they're going to say. So we've got these two uh, different personality types, I think. So I think the first question is to think about what's your response. Do you tend to, as a leader, do you tend to uh, be a bit blunt and direct and uh, very efficient, or do you tend to pull back and avoid? Vicky says that having a difficult conversation is something we can all learn to do well with a few techniques. If you are a bit too direct, how do you display more empathy? If you're not having the conversation, how do you build confidence to be able to say it? And often that's just uh, thinking about what is it that you're wanting to say and, and practising that, framing it up. So uh, sort of having a model really of a, of a difficult conversation is something you can learn. If you know you try to avoid these conversations, you might find that one thing you do when you're preparing is that you overcompensate. So it might go like this, Anna. Oh, you know, you've been really amazing. You know, I'm really happy with everything that you've done. But I'd really like you to, and I'll give you my little bit of negative feedback. And then I say, but overall, you're pretty great. And I'm really happy with you. So in amongst what we call that feedback sandwich, which is a positive, negative, positive, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but it's really easy to miss the message. And so difficult conversations are really wanting people to think about that's, that's great to be appreciating people, but what is the message that if it's really important, you need to take it out and think about how you're going to phrase that separately. So I would say something like, Anna, I'd like to talk to you about whatever it is I'm wanting to talk to you about, and then give some evidence that's rational and so that people can don't get too inflamed when they're hearing it. So for example, coming into work late, if you're always coming into work late, that's a fairly emotive way of saying that. So a conversation that sounds something like this, Anna, there's been two or three times in the last fortnight that you've been coming in late to work. I was wondering what's going on. Can you tell me, you know, what's happening? So do you see that gives you a chance, hopefully in a respectful way, to tell me why you're late rather than you're always late, which triggers a defensive response. Whether you are too confronting in how you approach feedback with your team or you do anything you can to avoid having these conversations, you can work on your skills and do it better. Take time to plan a conversation, including questions and a clear central message. 
do what you can to take the emotion out of the conversation. Be direct, honest, and open to what the other person has to say. And take your time to respond. Think about what has been said, take it on board, and if necessary, take it away to process. Try to avoid knee-jerk defensive reactions. We can all get better at how we talk to each other. It's just a matter of practice and interest in the people around us. You can find extra links to resources and other information on our website, managingmindspodcast.com.au and also on our LinkedIn page. Managing Minds is a headline productions podcast made in partnership with the State Insurance Regulatory Authority. Our host is Anna McAfee. This series has been produced and edited by Simon Portis. Fact-checking is done by Dr. James Donnelly. And the executive producer is me, Liz Keane.